Hey guys, thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode of On The Beat. Have you rated or reviewed us yet? If not, why? The best way for us to grow is by sharing us with your friends and rating and reviewing us wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify has a new rating feature right on our podcast front page. It is super easy, and the more five-star ratings and reviews we get, the better it is for us to grow. If you screenshot and DM us your review, we'll share the most flattering ones on an upcoming episode. Thank you so much for listening, and your support is marvelous and appreciated. So I have a few little tidbits that I wanted to bring up. Titty bits? No, there's none of those in this film. No titty nah, bits. there's no titties. There's plenty of cock. No titties. And balls. Yeah, there's a lot of balls. Yeah, there's a lot of behind-the-back side balls going on here. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a lot to like. That vicar was like a Rottweiler. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, hello there. Welcome to On The Beat, the podcast that uncovers full frontal male nudity in cinema. My name is Laura, and I am joined by not just one, but two people today. Uh, My trusty, always co-host, Ryan. Oh, hello. And by our dear, dear friend, Miriam Ruckert. Hey, Miriam. Hello, listeners, and hello, Laura and Ryan. Thanks for having me. Now, we brought you here because this film that we're going to cover today, A Room with a View, the 1985 James Ivory picture, The Romance, has not one but three penises in it. Yes, there's too much cock for one, you know, two people's analysis here. Too hot to handle. Yes. Yeah, I would say that there is even maybe too many balls as well. There's a you lot of what? yeah. There's a yeah. lot of droopy ball in this movie. There's as a well. lot of like bending yeah. over. Uh-huh. Oh man, I was like, uh, I, uh, uh, like I couldn't. I was just like, that's a lot of vicars behind. Like yeah. I was yeah. very shocked. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, so <laughs> this film was, as I said, directed by James Ivory. Do you want to give us a little rundown, Ryan, about? Yeah, I don't Jamie know. Boy? Yeah, I don't know if there's going to be that many opportunities for us to cover James Ivory. I don't know if there's any more. You would be surprised. Oh, really? And here you are. There's two more James Ivory fo- uh, photos, films. Uh, well, you know what? We'll give him. We'll give him the proper treatment, like we give everybody else. Yeah. So, let's get into this. So, James Ivory, um, probably more well known for making films with his life partner and life producer, Ismail Merchant. And they have Merchant Ivory Productions, which was formed back in 1961. And they made at least 44 films together. So a legacy, to say the least. They made Um, that many films together? Oh, fucking shit ton. Absolute shit ton. Jesus. Um, But I think like what's, what's kind of more important, I feel like more kind of on the note is the fact that you know, he's making films with effectively the person that he spends the rest of his life with. It's you know. really romantic. It's very, it's very cute. It's very <laughs> serendipitous, and I, I kind of feel like it bleeds very much into his into his work as well. You know. Yeah. But let's let's cover it. Let's cover it in its totality. So James Ivory is an American film director, producer, screenwriter, um, and uh, he has 
worked and obviously has his you know his working love relationship with his uh, his producer is Mel Merchant and also writer Ruth Prawer Javala. I hope I'm pronouncing Good that job. correctly. I don't um, know. <laughs> I don't know. So he's been making films since 1953, and he's made an absolute shit ton, like I've said already. Meets <laughs> up with meets up with Merchant in '61. But what we're going to do, we're going to cover some of the bigger hitters as well. So we have Savages in 1972. We have The Wild Party in 1975. We have Roseland in 1977. Quartet in 1981. Penis movie. Heat and Dust, 1983. <laughs> then the film we're covering today, which is A Room with a View, 1985. Penises. And then Howard's End in 1992. Morris in 1987. Penis movie. And we also have... Remains of the day in 1993. No penises. I'm more, no, no Anthony Hopkins cock in that. No, okay. No. Um. So I would say in the remains of the day, I'm kind of more familiar with, and Howard's End, I'm more familiar with. He's not, he's not a filmmaker that I've kind of dabbled too far into. This is the first time I've seen a room with a view. So same. Um, the only thing I would say, and this is kind of more into the you know the latter part of his career, um because Ismail Merchant died in 2005. Yeah. And the only other kind of thing I would say of note with uh, James Ivory's career is he wrote the screenplay to Call Me By Your Name in uh, 2017. Yes, he did. Now, he was set to co-direct with Luca Guadagnino. Okay. Right, Jizo. Yep. And, uh, but unfortunately, he stepped down in 2016. Yeah, um, they had a lot. I actually think that Luca, the director, just straight up ghosted him, fired him. Right. Don't okay. call me by your name. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he was so, pissed. Yeah. So for either way, he did win the Academy Award for the screenplay and is to this date the oldest living person to have received the Academy Award. Wow. Uh, any Academy Award at 89 years old. Wow. Uh, and James Ivory said that if he was able to film or direct Call Me By Your Name, there would have been a lot more penises in it. He actually said that. <laughs> Quote, we were robbed. Yeah. We were robbed. Yeah. Still a fantastic film, though. I know. I love that yeah. movie. Still a fantastic film. Five stars. Yeah. Well, gosh. Um, this film stars Helena Bonham Carter, HBC. HBC. Babe. <laughs> Babe. This is her first film. I know she's first so feature film. cute. I mean, I can't, I can't yeah. even like look at her and think Bellatrix Lestrange. She's so innocent. It's just wow. She's such a little treasure. Mm. Oh my god! This is before she had all that Tim Burton or that Fight Club energy. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking there's Marla. This, oh, there's this thing she does with her eyes a lot through the movie that it was like one of the only things that kept me going because for a while I was like. Oh, this is a very slow, very British movie. But it was this like <laughs> very sweet, like like eye movement. Like it, she was just so likable and sweet and endearing that I was like, for yeah. you, kid, I'm gonna keep watching. I'm, and the dicks, obviously, but for you, kid. <laughs> yeah, we get a really nice prelude yeah. right in the middle of. If, I had, a, if I had a tumor, I'd call it Marla. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Isn't that it's, not, sweet? it's not sweet. <laughs> no. If I did have a tumor, I'd probably call it Morris because he's all. Oh, no, it's not Morris. It's Cecil. Marcus or Cecil. Who are you talking Cecil. about? Cecil. No, it's Cecil. It's not Cecil. Cecil. It's Cecil. 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 She calls him Cecil. 
Oh, okay. Is it Cecil? Either way. Cecil by the seaside. Anyway, he was he was lanky hotness. Like when he took them glasses off, I was like, girl, mm, okay, hold on, Daniel Day, bring it. <laughs> oh yeah, my god. Is, yeah, there's, there's <laughs> a lot. Okay. Yeah, let me we're let say me just go through yet. the rest of the cast because yeah. I have a lot Sorry. to say about Daniel Day Lewis. Okay, yes. Julian Sands plays uh, baby George Emerson, and um, Maggie Smith is Charlotte Bartlett. Oofed. Big Maggie. Oh, Fucking Denim Elliott, love a bit of Maggie. Papa Emerson, Daniel Day Lewis is Cecil. Um, <laughs> Rupert Graves plays Freddie Honeychurch, little brother. Okay. And uh, Simon Callow is uh, Mr. Beebe. Beeb, sorry. Mr. Beeb. The vicar. I wanted to keep calling him Beebe. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should say the synopsis of the film before I like, because I'm about to go off on <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. Well, let's cover let's cover the foundation of the movie first, okay. and then we can start letting rip into our particular kind of love and fantasies for five for, hours. Uh, yeah, for Daniel Day Lewis's scene eating. Yes. Can yeah. I ask a very important question? And Absolutely. it's possibly really important for our non having ever lived in the UK uh, listeners. Uh, Ryan, can you please tell me what is a vicar and why is he allowed to? smoke and be cool compared to a priest like what's the difference i'm very confused oh so as far as i'm aware in terms of vicars and priests also you have a priest who i believe is catholic yes you have a vicar that might be protestant and protestants can marry people yes and apparently smoke cigarettes yeah. Yes, they're not just solely, like run around naked. Yeah, just, they're not yeah. solely married friends. married to the fictitious character that we call God. So, yeah, they're able to actually have a real life as opposed to okay. to, to feeling like they they need to be uh, they need to you know take away the entirety of their existence to some uh, metaphysical uh, fictitious being. Ah, uh, so it's like it's kind of like a southern preacher. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank and you. it reminds me of. I mean, the best example is probably like the Vicar of Dibley. Like, they had a sitcom back home um, called The Vicar of Dibley that was uh, Don French. Oh, God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's that's for our UK listeners, obviously, who who know that know that fucking show. Uh, by the same, uh, what's his name? Richard, what's his face? He, he did uh, Love Actually, that terrible fucking uh, film. Yeah, I was going to say it reminded me of, like, Pride and Prejudice, how, you know, she's got that annoying cousin oh, that my wants God. to marry her. Remember that? <laughs> She's just like, I'd rather die alone. Please fucking Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about Maggie Smith because I-, I love Maggie. I love her. But in this, I was like striving yeah. crazy. She cousin, was the most- cousin Charlotte? Like, there was a reason. Everyone's like, oh, not Cousin Charlotte. Please don't invite Cousin Charlotte. And I was like, mm, She's the villain reason. of this film. <laughs> She's, yikes. <laughs> there's a villain, it's her. What, Maggie Smith? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. blabbing her mouth about everything that's going on in town. To be fair, I feel like she's she's led on a little bit by Judy Dench, who, who honestly, as well, cannot keep her mouth shut. But the thing is, every single scene that they inhabit, I'm just like, gold, 24-carat fucking solid gold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Richard Curtis directed Love Actually. There you go. He also did About Time, which I absolutely love. That's fine. I mean, You've you seen know. that one, Miriam? It's got Donald Gleason so. and what's-her-face... Wow. Rachel, aren't we informed? Rachel, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aye. it's a great movie. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The synopsis of this film that I pulled from Letterboxd, as usual, is: 
when Lucy Honeychurch and chaperone Charlotte Bartlett find themselves in Florence with rooms without views. (laughs) 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 I rode! Okay, sorry. Fellow guests, Mr. Emerson and son George step in to remedy the situation. Meeting the Emersons could change Lucy's life forever, but... Once back in England, how will her experience in Tuscany affect her marriage plans? Oh, boy. So this film starts and ends with the titular line, you guys starts yes. and ends with the titular line. Yeah, I almost died. Yeah, it is so wrapped in drama. It's very <laughs> hard to uh, to really uh, unwrap it all uh, in one single episode. But we will definitely try our oh my best. God. When they get yes. in that room and there's no view, they almost shit their pants. Holy mother of Christ. They're like, there's uh, no view. Yes. I wrote, and I quote in my notes that I did audio and lost. I was like, oh, it's like that view from Laura's place in Edinburgh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want, yeah. A, I want a nice view. Like a junkies. Yeah. Like a busker's. There is violence, though. There is a fair amount of violence that the HBC is uh, mm. subjected to, but... Uh, yeah, there's not any junkies, as far as I'm aware. Italians are so sweet and lovable, but also so violent. Yes. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, are the like are the Italians just so strong they can just punch a man to death? And then like I had to rewind it, and then I realized the guy had a shiv, and I was like, oh, he had a shiv. I see. Yeah, I had to rewind oh, it, and then shit. I was like, okay. I was wondering. I thought he, he has like a little shiv in his hand, and then like he oh, gets him, fuck. and I was like, oh, that makes more sense. I thought he just punched him real hard. I thought he punched him to death, right. like he did like a death punch to okay. his gut so yeah. did I. Right. <laughs> I was like uh yeah it did like a five finger death wrong. punch i thought that was it like i thought that was going to be that was going to be the end of him there because oh he just kicked God. the living fuck out of him well the thing is like the minute it started happening i shouted euro fight and it was it just yeah. really kicked off because god knows what this man said he probably said something about their mother and it's just like <laughs> right okay you're fucking dead but uh the the thing is, like, it really kind of it really kind of devolves into into fucking bedlam. He's like bleeding out of the mouth. And yeah. They carry him towards the fountain to the point where I'm like, they're gonna fucking drown him now. Like, I don't understand what's gonna happen. They're gonna fucking kill him. And obviously, <laughs> no, HBC yeah. faints because you know it's that kind of film. Oh, I love uh, that. She she's just like can't see the blood. Yeah. And she faints, and Will Emerson yeah. comes up and just scoops her up. Well, he starts he starts like waving her down with his hat and stuff like try and get her to come back round again that was pure you know. romance there pure was romance. but then but then the man dies and the reverse the reverse kkk team came down and they, uh, <laughs> they put him on a they put him on a on a on a on a buggy and they uh they took him took him away that was rough that was i did not expect that there's no. also like i mean there's also before we even get to that moment there's a whole shit thing about 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 this view about this room with the view yeah that is effectively the crux of this entire story and how it how it devolves into 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 mania it's just a couple of men trying to go listen we got rooms with views take Mm -hmm. our rooms with views and they go oh absolutely not and they're like, no, no, honestly, it's not a yeah. problem. They go, no, Jesus, and they have to leave. Yeah. No, no. Oh, like, how God. dare you, right? 
dude, yeah. just like take the room, lady. Like it was like, oh no, we couldn't possibly. No, no, please, no heavens, no Betsy, no please, no, 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 no. And you're just like, lady, like you were just complaining for like 25 minutes about this fucking view. Take the room. <laughs> and then they complain for another 20 minutes about how rude they were to even offered. Yeah. yeah. Oh my to god. To give the room. <laughs> Yeah, but then, I wish like, the life guy just like simple. later on just barges into the room, and then as two scenes later, they're found like just in these old ladies' rooms, like with flowers. And I'm just like, does no one think it's weird that these two dudes just break into women's rooms? I thought it was going to turn into some sort of like <laughs> father son orgy. Yeah, they like a bit. They like a bit of the crinkly. Like oh my that God. was it. Yeah, like they were just kind of, Ryan. you know. Hey, look, that's fine. I mean, we're we're completely like we're completely glossing over the dinner scene, where like right, Denholm Elliott's there, and he like full on turns around, and I'm calling him Marcus because that is his name yeah, in the Indiana Marcus. Jones movies. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling him From that. Indiana Jones, that's who he is Laura, in Indiana Jones. <laughs> and he's just like screaming at this woman, being like, "Put down your fucking lemonade! Like, don't drink the lemonade. It'll fuck your stomach up." And then also it's like, well, no, we've got this view. You've got to take the fucking view. Yeah. The way he talks to her about that lemonade was shocking. Yes. He just turns around. So he's just like, oh, you're drinking lemonade? I'm disgusted. As, oh. Yeah. And she's just like, This time of you. the morning. This time of the morning. She's like, You're drinking off. lemonade? And obviously we're kind of, like, I'm trying to pepper it a little bit because, like, I fail to see the the drama that's kind of obviously unfolding in this film certainly period films in general like i find it very hard to kind of engage in them in any way shape or form same um and i guess that kind of shows a very much lack of of tact or decency or intelligence on my part but I uh it. i love it yes there is one thing i will say about period films and it's the one thing i'll always say about period films is they look fucking beautiful they look really good. They I think, do. yeah, I certainly think that that Tony Pierce Roberts did a fantastic job of making this film. Every single frame looks like an impressionist painting. Oh yeah, they won costume. Time. They won best costume as an Oscar. Yes, they did. Yeah, very yeah. cool. There were times I wanted to pause it, and I'm like, we need to put mm-hmm. this on our, you know, on our travel list. I want to go to that spot. Yeah. You know, so I think like we'll beautiful. kind of we'll try and go as chronologically as we can to kind of hit each of these little things that we have and we're kind of figuring out and things like that. But there are yeah, there are some very beautiful parts of this film. Yeah, I never wanted to go to to Florence before, but now I do. Oh yeah, no, I mean it's I guess like it would be very difficult from a cinematographer's point of view to make Florence look like shite. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think of like what happens next in this in this movie, but oh, I guess Judy it doesn't Dench. matter. Judy oh, Dench. we go to the countryside in carriages, and there's a whole introduction, which I was like, re- I mean, we could have gotten this by just looking at the movie for two seconds, but it's like so and 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 so are all in carriages driven by Italians. And you're like, <laughs> why did I need that written on the screen? I can we see were that with my up. eyes. Yes. Driven by Italian. Oh, oh not Italian! Well, the thing is, that's not, that's not what it says, because I put it specifically in my notes, is that Italians drive them. Oh. Yes. That's what Italians it says. Drive them. Italians drive them. So I was like, oh, okay. So you just have this juxtaposition between these saucy Italians and these uptight English folk. Yes. Yes. I love that they're sitting on that carriage and there's that mm-hmm. Ital- yeah, young mm-hmm. Italian boy driving the carriage, saucing up this girl, and he turns around and goes, what, it's my sister. 
Christ. Well, it's all right. I mean, the, I mean, the priest had the, had her kicked off the carriage and just and just left in the middle of the countryside somewhere. Who knows where thought, she lives? Yeah. How's I she gonna get home? Could, really? I thought she was gonna jump on the carriage behind. Yeah. And they didn't. They just left her there. Uh. But um, little Emerson, little George. Mm-hmm. He's not little. He's just the son. But oh, he walked home, so it wasn't that far. No, no, and that was it. But then, basically, I think what I had had on my notes was like. You know the pre, the you know the priest, the vicar, whatever. He goes, uh, "Yeah, get out of the cart, you whore." You <laughs> said that? No, because I'm oh. saying that personally because I'm trying to add more to what we have here. Oh, in the film, so I was like, "Whoa!" I, well, yeah. I imagine Subtext. that's what the priest was actually saying in Italian, like, because we have no idea. I didn't have Italian subtitles. You know, it's okay to let uh, peasant girls walk around by themselves, but not rich girls. They are not allowed to walk around by themselves. Peasant girls, who cares what happens to them? That's what he was saying. That's a jerk. Yeah. That's true. He had, yeah, he had a level of decency that he felt like he was trying to uphold. And everyone's like, calm down, bro. Because he was doing the tours and stuff back in Florence as well. Yeah. And certainly there was the bit with with Marcus. Marcus goes, look at the fat man. (laughs) I I loved that. So good. I loved that whole thing where they're they're all just standing in like they're you know they're looking at the artwork and all of this stuff and that you've got mm-hmm. all these fancy English folk in their big hats just looking yeah this way and then they're looking this way mm-hmm. and they're looking this way so stupid like, this, is, this movie is hilarious so stupid yeah yeah the more I kind of think about it the more I think it's a kind of fucking slapstick comedy yeah without any of the slapstick it's hilarious it's kind of, yeah. Very I think silly. a few times, I think the movie is also kind of poking fun at that, like, um, pre-packaged British holiday, like, passion that is still in existence today. But it's like, you know, like when Maggie Smith and uh, and uh, Dame Judi Dench get uh, lost in the alleyways. And uh, she's like, put down your book. Let's let's just get crazy and get lost. And she's just I'm like, so you know, glad. they keep talking about how terrible it is to have these like guides of where to go in Florence, where to go in Italy if you're from the UK. Yeah. And it's like, that still exists. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad we brought this up because I was like, we need to get back to this bit. Like, we need to get back to this bit. How she's just like smelling Italian men. <sighs> well, the thing is like in the, in the film, they have up these title cards and stuff. They kind of segment the film off in these these chapters, right? And then this thing, like, it came up on the screen, and I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And I was like, Laura, rewind it. We need to see what it says. And it's like, in Santa Crochet with no Bedecker. What is, I think, and we're like, what the fuck The Bedecker's the book. It's a weird book. Right, okay. Yeah, see? I don't know. I don't know, because I'm not smart. But, like, (laughs) that happens, and then they're walking around through the streets... And they're like, you know, and you know, it's a lovely thing to get lost. And I'm like, I can appreciate that. I think yeah. that's fine. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a point where they stop in the street and they're like, they're like, you know, take it in, like start smelling it, you know, just like inhale it. Like Every all city the, has a smell. Yeah. Gardy Lou's probably still a thing over in Italy at this point. Oh, then? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like they're, they're throwing shit and piss into the streets and then it obviously goes down the drains and that's stuff That's what like Gardy Lou means. I yeah, don't know yeah, if yeah. everyone knows that. Aye. Well, I mean, that's, I don't know, that's what I call it. You know, but that's what it know, is. Yeah, that's what it is. But uh, yeah, no, they're like, you know, she's like, Maggie, fucking take a sniff. Just like, <laughs> take it in, take it in, you know, because every city has its own smell. Ugh. Well, what happened after that is that Maggie walks by and puts a handkerchief up to her nose because it yes. smells like shit. Mm-hmm. She's the <laughs> and villain. Because she's piece, so remember. uptight. Yeah, yeah, she really is. She is the villain. 
There's only so much shit no I'm gonna can... take about about Maggie Smith though, because she's my fucking she's my she's my uh, you know she's my Jean Brody. Oh right. Like the prime Miss Jean Brody. I yeah I still haven't seen that film. Yeah, I mean she's been making films for at least two hundred years. I mean <laughs> yeah. she's. Yeah, I wasn't allowed yeah. to say that she's been old forever. Yeah. Oh no. my god, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, has she ever been young? No. Hey, look. You're all going to be hating it when she does pop her clogs and everyone's going to be like... Oh, oh I love Maggie nice. Smith. You know, as a Gryffindor, yeah. she's, you know, she's in my house. Like, Potter. I love her. Nice. But, like, I, I'm i like... We don't really, ne- uh, you know, we don't commit to that because we're... Yeah, we don't, we, don't think, <laughs> okay. yeah, we don't think Harry Potter exists on this podcast. Hey, look. So... It's a movie podcast. It's a movie, right? <laughs> it tries to be. I cried during that reunion. Oh the my Harry god, Potter yeah. That that Yeah. Ron was like weird. Rupert, I was like, Are you okay, dude? You seem a little off. Yeah. Ugh, well weird. he had children. That was the problem. Yeah, and apparently kidney kids. stones. He threw yeah. that out there. He's like, Oh, I've had he's kidney got stones. Children. He's like he's like, My life is ruined because the fact that he made he had children. Like anyone who's seen <sighs> The Lost Daughter recently will understand that having children completely ruins your life. The Lost Daughter is amazing. Yes. Mm. Yeah, so here we here we are. We're we're back in. Are we back in? Uh, we're, are we in England when the Italians are driving them? We're not no, in England no, because in, a lot um, of stuff happens before Florence. That. Okay. They're in Florence. Notes. They're in Florence. Right. Yeah, we're still there because in those fields of of ridiculously tall grass that just looks very uncomfortable okay. to sit in. Yeah. Um, well, that's when HBC goes to find Emerson. This is one of my favorite scenes in the whole film. Is it because it's the most romantic scene? It looks so fucking good. Like, I don't know what it is or what they've done, but, like, the way the fields look. I've got a little behind-the-scenes info about that. Yeah, please tell me. So they had to... They shot that. I think it took, like, three days because they were trying to do it at Magic Hour. Wow. Mm. And it was just, like... And she was so young. I don't think she'd ever actually kissed anybody before. She was still living with her parents. Well, how old is is she at this point? Nineteen. Wow. Okay. So um, her mom was like on set during all of her kiss scenes, which is super awkward. And she had to walk through that field in those heels. And she said it was like the most difficult working day was that particular scene. And she's just like, she was just trying to get to him. She goes, all I knew is I had to get to him through that field. And it was really (laughs) hard. And and he just grabs her and kisses her. But it's Mm -hmm. absolutely beautiful. I had no idea what his motivation was to kiss her anyway. It was it kind looked, of out of the looked, blue. It looked, it looked as good as that scene out of Solaris when he's walking through the field in mm. the movie. Like, it looks, like, so... All right, film boy. Well, I mean, I don't know. That's, like, that's exactly what it spurred to mind when George I was Clooney, watching right? it. No. Let's just move on. <laughs> oh, dear. I haven't finished the original one yet. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's well, six it's... hours long. Yeah, no, it's a fucking opus. But anyway... It's fine. It is beautiful. Yeah. It's a very, really, really, really mm. beautiful scene. Really beautiful shot. Magic Hour, baby. Yeah. Well, Do no, anything Ma- for Magic yeah. Hour. But then Maggie Smith comes out because, like, she's the prime cock blocker in this movie. The villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she comes out of there mm-hmm. and, and, and puts a halt to the whole thing. Yeah. After that, they end up back in England, right? We're back in England, and then this is well, where... Well, they do have a yeah. whole conversation about, uh, you know, Maggie's like, don't you know you or no she's like you got to tell your mother right she's like you're gonna tell your mother you tell your mother everything you're gonna tell her about this kiss and she's like i'm not gonna tell anybody 
Mm-hmm. Why would I tell my mom? Why would I tell anybody? And mm-hmm. so they agree, we're not telling anybody. We're not telling anybody about yeah. the kiss. It's just going to be between you and me. And uh, she keeps saying, well, George is definitely going to tell all of his friends. <laughs> what has happened to poor cousin Charlotte in her past that she's so adamant about boys talking about this kind of stuff? She's like, he's one of those boys. Mm-hmm. He's just one of those boys. It's going to ruin your reputation. Yeah. So. Yeah, we, we do. What? We do. We ruin reputations. That's the sort of boys that we are. Bad bo- <laughs> you're bad you're boys. in the bad boys. <laughs> the bad boys camp. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? Come for you. Very <laughs> about it. <laughs> bad boys. I understood. <laughs> Will Smith jokes. No, it was the TV show. <laughs> yeah. Well, they say the songs in the movie. In all three movies, Bad Boys for Life. Yes, we are. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Laura just really wants to get back to England because that's where they introduced Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> and all his lanky right. glory. It took me like a Oof. hot minute to realize who it was. And then I was like, oh, shit, Daniel Day. Yeah, and I love yeah. me a weird ratty like nerd god it was so cute and then like the glasses came off and i was like hold up Mm. mama like (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean as a as a counterpoint to that introduction because i didn't i didn't realize he was in the movie at all but i was just like who's this vaudevillian cunt right here (laughs) with the fucking the fucking mustache i was like jesus christ because, like, he walks into that drawing room, like, he looks like he's about to start juggling. Like, it just is... It's all over the place. It's, he is amazing. Oh, my yeah. God. He is my uh, favorite thing about this movie. Yeah, no. Absolutely. Like, yeah, the film, Perfect. The film goes to a completely different fucking level mm-hmm. the minute he shows up. Because, like, yeah. Because I think I said, I said it in my review on Letterboxd. I was just like, like, Daniel Day-Lewis must have had to go on a diet after he did this film because of all the scenery he was chewing up <laughs> nice like it's insane yes <laughs> yeah because he's like he's like a primary like reason why mm. like the, the the trajectory of this film just just goes to a completely different level it's he, insane he's incredible yeah like i was telling you that i had recently watched my beautiful laundrette which is a completely different film yeah. where he um, he ends up falling in love. Uh, he's like a like a street gangster in London and he ends up falling in love with like his childhood friend who's mm. like uh, from Pakistan or he's like got a Pakistani family. Yeah. And, you know, it it's a delightful gay film, you know? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Same year that came out, this film came out. And so people are seeing these two films in the theaters in the same year going like, who the fuck is this man? Yeah. Like... He's got range, baby. Yeah, and for anyone who's not seen my blue, you know, beautiful laundrette, it's uh, Stephen Frears' nineteen eighty-five yeah. movie. It's uh, it's a yeah, it's a British film classic. As soon as Daniel Day Lewis shows up, which is obviously an incredible moment for everybody and viewers worldwide, mm. but I don't know how he and HBC know each other, and I don't know how they ended up getting engaged. Like, right away. I think they probably have, like, known each other for a while. But it's, like, really... I guess it's one of those things... It's probably in the book, like, much more detailed. But I feel like he... 
he they what are they like they have like a like a house in this country but he also lives in london because he's like always at these museums and he's a mr yeah. posh man <laughs> i think but like dude i swear i was like at any minute now like he's just gonna tie her to a railroad track with this like look he's got going oh, on here fuck. Well, the thing is, the way this film... needed the yeah, curls. The yeah. I know. Like, I was just like, is he a villain? Is he a uh, good guy? Like, it's so hard with Daniel Day-Lewis. You can never tell. Yeah, well, he definitely hams it up a bit. Probably to, like, Buster Keaton levels of fucking insanity. I mean, it's... Uh, it's <sighs> it's a lot. so funny. There's this one moment, and I know it's a little bit later, but when the... I don't know if it's hbc or her mom that like looks out the window and uh daniel day lewis is outside with a cup of tea and he's like oh, yeah. fighting a bee <laughs> like swatting a it bee was, away it was, yeah. it was cousin charlotte it was cousin charlotte oh my god yeah window. that I, I rewound that three times this is oh, ridiculous yeah so no he's a yeah he is a he is a character let's put it this way but he's certainly so anything funny. anything that we know about daniel day lewis at least to this point is that he wasn't just that character. He became that character probably over the course of yeah. fucking months. Method. So, yes. Method um, man. So, depending, depending on uh, on how long it was after or before My Beautiful Laundrette when he was in that movie, God knows what sort of multiple personality disorder he probably developed <laughs> as, a, as a result of <laughs> becoming either one of those characters simultaneously over the course of a year. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. But how so he ends up speaking to the Emersons, right? So like that's where HBC met the Emersons and George with the kiss and all this nonsense in Italy. And then mm-hmm. back in England, they had there was like a villa that was for rent, right? And then yeah. Daniel Day Lewis ends up meeting the Emersons at a museum. Well, here's the thing. This is where I kind of check out because there's there's a whole bunch of <laughs> Jesus. stuff. That starts happening. Get committed. Well, the problem is, is like we talk about like drama or we talk about like real drama. And then I'm kind of like, I'm sorry if your cucumber sandwich is not made to the precision that you're expecting it to be. But I don't in my mind feel like that is worth exploring thematically over the course of a film. Like I don't I don't understand it. If my cucumber sandwich isn't perfect, I will rage. Yeah, but then it's just kind of like it's like oh, if you don't like your cucumber sandwich, here's a bottle of water. Well, never inviting you back to the country yeah, club. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm not playing tennis. It's Let's over. put it that way. Because I think it was like that. The older lady friends, their travel buddies from the beginning of the movie, were going to rent that cottage in the country, right? I think that was like the whole thing. Yeah, the Allenses. She was all like, oh, let's write to the Allenses. And I was like, why is she so obsessed with these like two old ladies? Like that she kind of met that were like weird. And I think it's just, I don't know, maybe she wanted to like reminisce about Italy or she was like, I don't know why she was so hell bent on getting these two crazy old ladies who like to move into that house. Like, what was that? I don't know. I almost felt like it was because she found out that the Emersons were moving in maybe. That she was like furious. No, she found oh, out shit. afterwards. Well, I don't know, then. 
She's yeah, obsessed. she, then she got all mad at Daniel Day Lewis. She was like, she was like, how dare you? You completely went behind my back, and you knew I wanted those weird old ladies to move in, and then you just met some random guys in a museum, and you told them to move in. I can't believe you, rude. And then he was like, oh, I've never seen you like. I like that when she gets mad. <laughs> Drama. And I was like, oh, watch Drama. out. Romance. <laughs> Drama. Romance. Yeah, because this film is a fucking romance, right? I mean, that's, that is that's the exactly genre. what this is. Like, it is romance as fuck. Romance. Yeah. Aye. It is okay. not a drama. No. But it is funny. No. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, instead, because Daniel Day-Lewis met the Emersons at the museum, mm. they're going to get the cottage. And I don't think they have any idea that Lil Honey no. Church is living out in the country as well. Out of all the towns and all it's the all, world. It's all just... You pissed in mine. Yeah. You pissed in my town. <laughs> you got your balls out in my town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is what oh we're God. leading towards. Can we this, get to that ready? scene? Okay. Oh, well, the thing is, like, there's God. a couple of Can other I... little things I had, like, in my notes before we get to this. Okay. Because, obviously, we talk about, okay. like, Mr. Okay. Beeb, right? Yeah. Mr. Beeb, who I liken to Mr. Bean. The you Rowan did. Atkinson creation. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, Rowan Atkinson, who was also in love, actually. Ugh. Richard Curtis. What the fuck are we bringing that up again? Because I felt you brought bad it up earlier. It up. I'm bringing yeah, it back. I, feel, I felt terrible bringing it up in the first time. Do you remember in that in that Mr. Bean movie where he goes to L.A. and he's in that convertible and someone flips him off? And so he's in the convertible going... <laughs> yeah. Aye. Well, it's because... It's it's the Well, no, it's because... Comedy. The, no, it's because the British are so easily amused. That's why there's Mrs. Brown boys over there as well. Oh, that's your favorite show. Fucking trash. Fucking Mrs. Brown's big time boys. trash. Why the fuck have neither Isn't of you Isn't Mrs. Brown's boys Irish? The kiss. They're, what kiss? The Sissel and HBC kiss. Oh, because I don't think that happened yet. Yeah, it has. It's in my notes here. It happened before all the nudity? Yeah, yeah. Big time. She shows him the lake. She They that's go to the pond yeah. and she's like, yeah. this is this again, is the magic Again, like pond. one of the most beautiful moments. That, that is like, a Yeah, scene. it looks fantastic. But the problem is, mm-hmm. is like his mustache gets in the way. Okay, yeah. yeah. So she shows him the bathing lake, which looks totally different later on. It looks like a different location yeah, completely. Yeah. Totally. They needed more lake. space for all the balls. But anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah, she shows him that lake. And he says something like, oh, do you mind if I kiss you or something? I can't remember what he said. She's like, well, I wondered why yeah. you hadn't yet. Well, you're wearing this dumb veil for he no tries reason. To, she's like, it was so awkward. She's like holding the umbrella and he's holding so his cane. Awkward. And then he, she's got to put the veil up and she's like, well, hold my umbrella. And it's that like super awkward exchange. And I'm going to, I'll interject here and I'm going to say it looks like a fucking Monet painting. It looks yeah. like, yeah, it looks like the front cover of a fridge calendar. Like it looks amazing. Mm. It's it looks so pink. beautiful. It was so nice. Oh. And then the and then the the juxtaposition of how awkward the kiss was was made even better by like you think in this beautiful surrounding there's going to be this beautiful kiss and then it's just like awkward glasses fall off. He like yeah. he comes just, to well, her so, face yeah. like he doesn't move his lips. It's just like like flat lips. Well, he just doesn't. Well, it's because like because Daniel Day Lewis is playing this character like a stick of piss. Like I mean that's just kind of how it is. <laughs> it's just it's just this. Yeah, there it is. Good luck. I yeah. mean, that was a James, moment. Of- James is just like Helen. Just kiss it. <laughs> and then that's it. That's how. That's what happens. 
It's just like, look, we've done all the work. We've made it fantastic looking. Just, just like, don't worry. Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis will do everything. Mm-hmm. You don't have to yeah. do a thing. Day-Lewis he, is acting like a stick. But, he's, but he doesn't know his way around a woman, no, you know? Not. He doesn't know his way around a woman. And that's what Emerson says later on. Mm. Mm. Doesn't even know what one is, really. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> yeah. Later on, when we get to this dick scene, he knows his way around a bush. The mom, too. She cracks me up with her, like, she's like sly one-liners, man. She just slides him in there when no one's listening. They're like, what? She's like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old to fucking repeat myself, okay? <laughs> like the girl, the mom. She's like, look, I said it once. <laughs> uh, well, mom gets a big eyeful at um, just after an hour, four minutes, and 55 seconds, which is our m- multi-penis scene. The yeah. most penises we've ever had in a movie so far. Mm-hmm. This is a gargantuan yeah. um, moment in cinema. And we're at least we're at least a good forty five minutes into this episode. I feel like we're gonna spend at least a good twenty minutes just talking about. Oh, four this hours! Scene I want four hours to talk about. And I kind of feel penises. like in order to keep just, some level, of I want to like introduce this scene. Like it's so good yeah. to keep some kind of level of law and order with this <laughs> with this examination. I kind of feel like. Everyone needs their time to talk about it. Okay. It's kind of like a counseling session. Okay. I think I kind of feel like we've all mm. kind of experienced yeah. something during this time. I can only assume that with Miriam <laughs> as well, like you're just like, what the fuck did I just watch? Remember when you had spoken yeah, to your I friend mean, Miriam and you asked, is there full frontal nudity in this film? And uh, your friend goes, no, I don't think so. And then... Lightweight. Yeah, no, my exact... Yeah, no, my exact thing was like, I don't nearly know why Laura was making me watch this movie because it just looks like one of those boring romantic period yes. pieces. Hey, uh, have you ever seen this movie? Are there dicks in it, my friend? Not that I can remember. So I think that whole scene was edited out for the Irish audiences because there's no way you were going to forget Ooh. that. There was no forgetting any of that. Yeah, <laughs> that was a non-forgettable scene. Irish film board there. Yeah. So I think that the Irish probably that's just hope that whole scene just cut out because oh. like you can't forget that. That's just get the sort of thing to take to the grave. I mean, that's a 10 minute long <laughs> dicks and balls swinging like crazy. But I think my favorite, my favorite part of this whole scene is just like, like, oh, uh, well, uh, look, there's a there's a new chap moving into this house here. Uh, c- come along there, young man. Let's go visit him in your weird, I don't know, you're going to sing a show tune <laughs> outfit. Let's go and say hi. Like and a barbershop like, quartet. Oh, hello, straight... Yeah. Hello, strange man that's taking way too long upstairs. And then, you're, and then they're like, let's go for a swim. Okay, best friends. And you're just like, that was like five he, minutes. He said... You met him? He five minutes later. He goes, how do you do? <laughs> come and have a bathe. <laughs> that's right <laughs> and the vicar is even like oh my god that's the most interesting introduction like, I've ever heard lovely. I'll join you no let's all go have a bathe what come to my bathing pond show me your wiener it's a lovely pond what happened it's- to the world that this isn't how we greet each other anymore yeah well here's here's my simpler thing, times right and I don't know if it's like because of the films that we've watched for either the podcast or just in general because I think this happens in uh, power of the dog as well right oh yeah it's like you go you go to like a bathing pool or you go to like a pond or right. whatever like a creek whatever right 
And the minute, like, all these men get naked, because you're not going in with your clothes on, all the, all the men get naked, they all get in the water, they all start splashing about and, like, playing around, it immediately gets, gets homoerotic. Oh, my God. Yeah. Aye. 100%. Yeah. They are wrestling each other. Yeah. They're tossing each other around. Yeah. There's just... They just met. Yeah. They just met each other. Yeah. And they're, like, pulling each other into the water by their ankles and, like, like climbing on top of each other's backs. I was like, you know that guy was like, there's a dick on my back, yeah, but I don't care. it's all fun and games. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally normal. All well, fun and games. Is, I, don't re- I don't remember a time where that's ever happened to me. Oh, no? No, I because don't think so. Because if you so. did, I'd want to hear about it in detail. Yeah, really? Because I'm not It seems sure. like that's what happens to I mean, there are the moments boys. in my life where things have happened. Right. In some kind of form oh. or another. Tease the My sexy stuff. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm this like, podcast. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Potentially, this is for Ryan's other podcast, Ryan's Secrets. Ryan's, Ryan's gay secrets. Ryan's sexy secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so let's 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 now oh, okay. let's now take this as a basis, and then let's take it in turns to decide like how how we feel about about this this scene like and what unfolds i feel good about it yeah okay <laughs> that's good so laura have you taken your turn is that fine i watched it three times in a row i rewinded it and watched yeah, it. yeah right, okay. i did it we I mean, did it twice and then <laughs> ryan goes please don't rewind this again <laughs> yeah, don't, don't the thing is like i mean i was i was laughing to the point of tears i took a picture like, of him laughing it. Because of how far it, it it devolves. Because it doesn't stop. It keeps going. <laughs> no, so the two no. you've oh, got, got George. Oh, I've got a boot. You're like what the fuck? Yeah. The the two younger guys get in. George and uh, little brother Honeychurch <laughs> jump yeah. in. The vicar's just standing there in his vicar outfit. Yeah. And they go, Come on, smoking. Come on, Beeb, get on in. He goes, yeah. Oh well, I don't mind if I do. Strips down. And you hadn't seen any penises yet no. when this happens. No. Until now. And then the first one you see is Beebs. Is a Coke is can. Beebs. Yeah. But it's like it's, yeah, I mean it's I mean it's perfectly fine because he's is because they hold on this on this wide shot. And I yeah. will say I will say like the 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 whole essence of this scene and just how it is in its totality is that it's brazen, it's brave, it's honest. Yes, and it's mm. probably the most jovial and innocent of any of the scenes that we have ever covered on this podcast, and oh. I feel like that's why it's it's amazing. It is amazing. It is yeah. special. It's different to anything that we've done before, and yeah, it doesn't fall into any of the categories that we've ever done before. No, no, there's of course a, not. There's no sexual no. elements whatsoever. And I'm not too sure. I mean, I I mean, if 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 we never come uh, uh you know come come about on a on a scene very similar to this again like i will not be surprised yeah at all yeah wow but yeah no continue continue describing it so beeb's getting his clothes off yeah he's getting his clothes off yes. and then it, it just holds because you're right it is that wide shot and he's just in the nude you know just like everyone else is and it's mm. totally fine he jumps into the water and that's when they start just like <laughs> Splish, 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 splash. And they're just like little boys. The splashing. I oh hate splashing God, yeah. in the water, by the way. Hate it. <laughs> it <was laughs> makes me so, very mad. So ridiculous. You don't like getting splashed. Who likes getting splashed in the face? 
Nobody. It was just. It doesn't. Like... It doesn't bring me joy. <laughs> I feel like they were like, look, look. If we just splash really fast, we'll all get over the fact that we're looking at each other's dicks. Like you know, like just like innocence. You're just like, oh, no, we're naked, but like let's splash each other. Then we'll just forget that we're naked. And then, and then it's like that scene in Fantasia with all the fawns and the satyrs, and you know, and everyone's just happy <laughs> being naked. Yeah, yes. but it, it goes from comparable, the... comparable to the Disney film expression of 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 happiness and innocence. Yeah, yes. you know what? I like that. That's yeah. true. Yeah, there's I, a lot. I mean, there's pure, a lot. There's pure. a lot of stuff. That's the thing that I really like about it, though. And the thing is, like, I mean, I'm laughing my fucking head off because I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Because it's so out of turn <laughs> with with everything else. Because I don't know what I don't know what a room with a view is rated as, but like on when we put it because it was on we watched it on HBO Max. It's streaming on HBO Max, yeah. and it was rated TVMA, mature. See, mm. yeah, that's the thing, which so is I don't... weird. Because well, I don't think that's what it would have been rated when it came out on wide release. Well, I don't know. It's gratuitous male nudity. Like, that's the reason why. Yeah. You know. Well, here's the thing. Like, when this came out, um, people have had interviews with James Ivory, and he they, he was asked what was the audience reaction to all of the male nudity. He goes, it wasn't a thing. No. No one even talked about it. No. It wasn't an issue. Yeah, it was no. just is what it was. Yeah. Because if this yeah. film came out today, it would be a huge conversation. Yeah. yeah. You know, everyone was fine with the nudity in this film. It wasn't even a thing. When he did his film Quartet, which was 81, I believe. Okay. That was like his first like nudity in a film that they had done. Yeah. And it was, I believe it was French. No one would get naked. None of the, they could not find a French a- actor to get naked for that film. Huh. And I'm sure we'll talk about that more because I'm sure we'll eventually do that film as well. But they're like, well, I found an English actor that it could do it. No problem. Wow. Okay. So I'm like, it's weird. Okay. It, it is weird okay. to, to think that a French actor wouldn't get naked. I mean, I would say that we're still, we're still, yeah, we're still in this, in this kind of very funny period where, you know, the minute a dick is seen, we're all kind of like, oh, well, you know. Isn't that something that can go on the? You know, we're very much kind of led into a, like a social media sort of sort of platform where, you know, clickbaity fucking nonsense, which is kind of where we are right now. But uh, I do not want to detract from the fact that we have only spoken about at least a fraction of this stick. Right. Okay. I think I'm good for now. I can jump in, uh, Miriam. What do you have to say about this scene? I want to know. Oh. Well, I mean, uh, like I said, when I started watching the movie, I was there. There may have been a few eye rolls and a few like, oh, God, so British, it hurts moments. And then as the movie progressed, you know, it started to it started to get a bit more fun. And then, like we said, Daniel Day-Lewis is uh, is brought in and then everything changes. But uh, (laughs) yeah, no, it was just like I'm watching it and like. My reaction at first was pretty much like Ryan's. Like, I was just going, what the fuck is happening? What is going You You just met this guy. You're like, I'm going to climb on him. I'm going to pull him in. I'm going to tickle him. I'm going to run around. You know, like five minutes ago, you were not sure if you were even going to like this guy. You were like, oh, he's moved into the house. Why is he taking so long upstairs? Is this guy a freak? I'll invite him to a bath to see what his merit is. And then, like, they just... They just start running around in circles. 
circles chasing each God, other. Yeah. <laughs> like the amount of balls. Oh my God. I was like, dude, yeah. if this podcast was about butts and balls, I mean, I could write like a, an essay. And then I was like, we're, and then the, 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 the dicks were just flapping about because yeah. you, you rarely get to see them in the wild. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> you rarely get to see them just free with the breeze, just, just, just living their best life. It's either like purposely like, you know, trimmed or posed or like you never get to just see them romping about. And it was sure. just nice to just see free dicks just living their best dreams. And uh and then just like it just gets worse and worse by worse I mean better where then they just I don't know if it was <laughs> if they meant to film it or if it was just like at this point the director's like lads just whatever you want to do and they're like a boot they just start throwing all their clothes in the one guy puts the vicar's collar yes. on yeah i had that in my notes and then like i'm well. just like what is even going on this is ridiculous like what are they gonna wear and then like it gets even better because then cut <laughs> <laughs> to mom and daughter and, and good old daniel day lewis having like the most uptight little oh, stroll God, yes yeah. <laughs> and you and you can hear them in the scene, in the background, you know, yelling. And it's like they're just zoning it out until, like, one of the naked people just, en- like, just, like, exits from the magical safety <laughs> of the glade. And, like, it's like she's like, oh, my son's naked. And then it's He's like. He's cupping his balls. You know, yeah. little, little little baby Emerson's like, woohoo. He's like, check this out, on the bottom. Look at my foot. That was amazing. <laughs> he jumps out. Like Bert uh, Emerson's just like screams in their face. Yeah, he just screams at them. Yeah. Like a mo- like an ape. It was amazing. That was insane. Yeah, because they're like chasing. Oh my god! And then it's each like... other with like a couple of branches or something, like slapping yeah. each other on the back. And uh, like it's like Beep, like they've gotten past the point where they're throwing clothes and stuff at each other. Like Beeb goes, "I have a boot," and he throws the boot. <laughs> yeah, it hits little Honey Church in the arm, and he's like, "Ow!" He's like, "Ow!" <laughs> I also need oh to point out as well that James Ivory is an American director as that well. That's true. So, like, his level of conservatism is incredibly low. You knew he was adopted. No. Oh. no. He was why adopted. Would I, why would I have known that, though? Oh, well, that's what I'm here for. He was adopted, <laughs> and he found out that his parents, um, I believe one of them was Irish and one of them was an English hmm. person. And he was adopted by uh, Americans. Oh, there you go. Maybe it's in his blood. Potentially, yeah. yeah. He's like, well, no, to be fair, he is built for the the design of uh, period pieces. Let's put it that way. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, he is. Um, I don't want to finish. I don't want to stop talking about this. (laughs) No. I don't either. Like... Oh my god! And then like, and then it keeps getting better because the mom, like who I said, is is like this like silent fucking killer with her like just kind of like little jokes. She's like, ah, she in your eyes! Like, oh my god, don't look up! And then like, and then and then fucking Daniel Day Lewis is like, don't worry, ladies, I will. Like Ryan said, beat this bush, and he's just yes. like, like he's trying to save the day. Yeah. And then like they almost like mom like runs into the own son, and then there's a, and then oh my god. And then there's that scene where the vicar is trying to climb out of the water. And it's just full on balls. And I don't know He's what the mom just said. just crawling like this. And it's just a so shot good. of his back. It's so just... good. And, the... and like Helena Bottom Carter, like 
has lost her shit. Like, I don't think that that was acting. I think she just was losing her shit. Like, I don't know if that was filmed at the same time, but she just looks like that was like, they were just like, look, we need to keep that in the movie because her reaction's too innocent and pure. She's just loving it. She's like, Vicar's balls. Honestly. <laughs> like, oh. And he just it was... slinks back into the water. Yeah. <laughs> like a golem. Like, oh, <laughs> oh no, me balls. <laughs> oh my God. It was, I'll hide behind these reeds. Like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> it's too late, man. It's already happened. Like, just oh own it. <laughs> yeah, be like a George. Yes. Be like a George and swing uh, your balls around. <laughs> Oh, uh, it was it was just so good. And then like I was like, okay, now now that I've gotten their shock, I need to watch it again because like I need to like actually like look for the penises now because I was just like, wow, what's going on? I'm I'm in for the ride. And then I was like, because you know I need to know what my visibility that's level true. is here. And that's so an easy I went one. back yeah. and um, yes, because you don't. It just that was what I loved about it because you're watching it and it doesn't stop it's a barrage it yeah it's just yeah, a, barrage a barrage of dicks yeah. and like yeah. and and jovial men just yeah, having a nice like, time like for the for the most part it's either it's either completely incidental or it is pronounced to or or at least declared to such a degree that like you know what's gonna that's gonna happen yeah. but then like what what you what you see and then what comes about is just like oh no wait it's still going oh wait fuck <laughs> Or they're running around after each other. And it's like it's like, oh fuck, the mother's coming down the road with the with more. fucking Cecil. And it's like, oh wait, there's that one shot where like Daniel Day Lewis is like, I will cut a path. And he starts like slapping down the bushes with his cane as they're Don't going. Worry, ladies. And then they go past and then there's like, you know, it's the little boy there and he's like, Oh, you've you've trodden on me. <laughs> and he's like tucked in his dick like Buffalo Bill style. He and did. it's like, yeah. He did. And he's just like, he just like, look, I'm very disappointed in you. I don't know. I, I expected more. <laughs> it's like, like why don't you have a bath at home? Fuck? Savages. The thing is, like, with this scene in general, like, there's just, I would say there's so much to digest. I maybe feel like there's too much to digest. And to the point where I'm kind of like, you need to see it to believe it. Oh, in man. order for you to kind of feel like, yes, oh. no, I've, I've like, I've experienced it. It's There's so only so much amazing. justice we can give it. And you can't, you ju- you can't just watch that scene. Like, it, had it, had it not been this like progression of seeing all these like characters in their, you know, Edwardian like, uh, you know, like, like overly niceties thing that was like so prevalent, then to see the juxtaposition of this like moment of pure frivility and just like natural state you know from the like hoity-toity collar up to my butthole that you know they (laughs) were living at that point yeah (laughs) yeah and i watched a few scenes again just to kind of like like i watched that stabbing scene again like right before the podcast and like there's a thing that the dad says about george he's like that we forget as we see him progressed through the movie that at the beginning of the movie like his father was like begging for people to like save him from this like dwelling of like sorrow and like sadness and he was just like muddled he called him like sullen and then like you know look at him at the fucking end of the movie dicks out yeah 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 because he was writing those big question marks like in his plate Mm -hmm. and then drawing on the back of paintings because he was just Mm -hmm. like wondering like what is you know what is life? What does it all mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And instead of saying yes to everything, he's just questioning everything. Yeah. 
And it's kind of weird. Like, there's the scene before he kisses HBC, before that beautiful scene in the field. And he's just in a tree. And he's just screaming, like, duty, love. And they're like... They're like, oh, Papa Emerson, like, what is he doing? He's like, oh, he's just shouting his credo or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, what is he doing? Yeah, I don't know. Then he falls out of the tree. How the rich live. Daniel Day-Lewis tries his best to steal this scene, but then what we're presented with is a title card that says, how Miss Bartlett's boiler was so tiresome. Yeah. Yeah, again, this is where I officially checked out. Yeah, you left. Yeah, I left. Ryan did not finish this film. <laughs> no, I didn't finish it. <laughs> Just no. so you guys know, um, no. didn't watch the end of the movie. He I'm goes, like, that was the dick scene, right? All right, I'm out. Did HBC get with that guy who he was like kissed her in the field and stuff? We'll get All to right, that, Ryan. Perfect. Okay, we're not at that part yet, right? <laughs> and then it finished. <laughs> yeah, but like in terms of parts that I really, really enjoyed after the dick scene. You know, the rest of the movie's good. Yeah, it's over. I mean, it mm. came to its natural conclusion. They end up back in Florence. Yeah. And he's kissing her nipples. In a, in a, in a room with a Damn view. Right. Yeah, they That's got how it ends. Yeah. It ends with that titular line. Room with a view. Yeah. It's the most important thing mm-hmm. in, in all of their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But I like that this time didn't give up that room either because they were sitting at the table and she was like, oh, it's exactly the way it was. And there's exactly a version of me and you, Cousin Charlotte. And it's like, but it's the other way around. It's the young daughter who's being the bitch to like the old lady. And then they're like, we have a room with a view, but we're not going to give it to you. (laughs) And then it ends with them like making out in a window. And you're like, yeah, it's perfect. Cool. (laughs) It's perfect. Can I I go back to the pond, please? I know. (laughs) Bring me back to those boys in the pond. So here we are coming to an end. And um, as the guest, Miriam, I would like to ask you, um, in terms of visibility and context, what would you rate this this full frontal male nudity? Out of five stars. Mm. Five being tip top, obviously. Well... I would say four, only because the dicks were moving really fast. <laughs> and so, <laughs> this is my assessment, all right, all right. okay? Uh, and so they were moving really fast. So although they were visible, they weren't like visible. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I didn't get any like clarity, but. And if it was like, you know, and I, but otherwise everything about it was amazing, but like, you know, I mean, that was that's it. So maybe like 4.5 because it was a great scene. But yeah, I'd say I definitely saw more balls than penis. Yeah, I would probably definitely agree with that. that yeah. yeah. There is a lot more balls than shaft. Much yes. more than I was much more than I was expecting. Yes. Much more but, than I remember. The thing is like the one thing I will see, everyone seems relatively quite proud. Mm. At no point do you feel like you're like, "Oh, that's that shrunk. <laughs> they filmed it in the summer. The water was quite warm. Yes. It looked very shallow. Yeah. So it was probably pretty warm. Yeah. You know. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Ryan, visibility and, and context um, ratings. So I'd, I'd, 
I'll probably go a step above Miriam's ringing and give it maybe a four and a half, maybe a five. Gotta give me, I need it. I need a concrete answer. All right, four and a half. Okay. Four and a half. I do do agree with Miriam is that you only get certain parts of the genitalia focused on (laughs) for certain periods of time. (laughs) But at the same time, I would also say that... uh, you you see enough but for the most part they are moving around a fair amount you know so it does feel quite blurry but then it's also kind of related to the fact that you're just like what the fuck is happening and it happens for so long so you're just kind of like no there's a dick in a ball so it's like everything's kind of happening and then it's like they're whipping each other with fucking leaves and branches and stuff like that yeah. and they're like here's a boot yeah. you know I mean it's just kind of all kind of happening <laughs> All at once. And here's a boot. And um, uh, you know, it's like they put on the he puts on the vicar's collar as well at yep. one point, which I was like, yes, so good, perfect. <laughs> but yeah, no, I would probably agree. It's not a perfect rating, but it's also like the most varied and and most interesting scene that we have covered on this podcast to yes, date. Absolutely. Yeah, there was just too much to cover for two people. Yeah. We needed help. <laughs> we needed help. We need help. Yeah. 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 Um, very much. I'm gonna give it five stars. Okay. Five stars. I knew you would. It is insane. It is the craziest thing. I never forgot this since the first time I saw it, which was years ago. It comes out of the blue, but it's absolute perfection. It is fun, it yeah. is wild, it is strange, but it works really, really well within the context of the film. And again, like we were talking about, when are we ever going to see something like like this again? No, it's completely yeah. individual. Like yeah. it's insane. Yeah, you know, and uh, it comes out of love. You know, James Ivory mm-hmm. and Merchant. Like a lot of love went into this. You know, and I think that's why it is. Yeah. Uh, it is their breakout film. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree. So mm. very I much stars. agree. So then um, the, our last rating is, what would you rate the film out of five stars? Uh, I'll go with you, Miriam. <laughs> Be honest. <laughs> well, like I've mentioned a few times, uh, romance uh, is not my genre of choice. Um, I'm more of a horror, uh, sci-fi, fantasy kind of person. Fair so I can't rate it super high because I would never have watched this movie <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that you said there was going to be dicks in it. Yep. Um, and, you know, but I do my homework as a guest. Thank you so, so much. Uh, Good. <laughs> sorry to the award-winning film as a, not the cinematography and the beauty of it, but as a film, I'm going to give it like a three because I would probably never watch it again. Or recommend it that's to a pretty high score to watch <laughs> yeah sorry that's, high score. that's better than average i yeah, would three. say i mean it won awards and it's beautiful yep. and for the time period like it just seems very like british 1980s film yes like you know what i mean like it could have been a play but that that dick scene would have been hard to pull off in the west end so yeah we wouldn't have gotten that pleasure okay really ryan sorry. what would you rate this film um what did you read so i'm kind of i'm kind of in the miriam camp with this film in that i don't really want to see it again because it's not my cup of tea but i gave it three and a half 
because it is, for the most yeah. part, up until the point of where the dick scene happens, in you know, <laughs> is it isn't it is engaging. Like it does kind of draw you in a fair amount. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, I mean, I just I don't like period films just in general. Like it just they don't appeal to me like whatsoever. Right. But I do like a, a good ensemble cast, which is what this is. Like there's a fantastic cast that's yes. been put into this film. You've got your HBC, your DDLs, you've mm-hmm. got your your Maggie Smith, your Judy Dench, and I'm just like I'm lapping it up. Like I'm fuck <laughs> I love that. Dames shit. everywhere. Dames everywhere. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> love it. And like Judy Dench is hardly in this movie, but she's in it for long enough where you're like Judy Dench is in this movie. It's worth watching. <laughs> She's fantastic. Yeah. And her hats are memorable. But the problem is, is like, there's a predictability after the dick scene that narratively, I'm just like, I know exactly what's going to happen. That's why I checked out. I just didn't want to endure another 45 minutes of what we'd already kind of already came came to expect from the story. And I've got no issue with E.M. Forster's like like work or anything like that. I think his books are probably fucking fantastic because okay. he also did Howard's End as well. Right. And I think it's very much like it's pioneering, game-breaking sort of stuff. I think that stuff's really cool. The problem is is that it's just not my cup of tea. That's why I could settle a, a three and a half. I think that's also very generous. And the only reason I give it an extra half star is for the fact this film looks fucking beautiful. And at times, I'm just like staring at it and I'm like, I can't believe they were able to get that. But it's because they gave it a bit of due care, a little bit of precision. And like that scene just on its own where she has to run down there and they're going through the fields and stuff. I was just like, I need you to pause it so I can look at it a little bit longer. Yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous that scene. But the that rest of it, kiss. the rest of it, I find it, I find it uh, interminably fucking boring, <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> so, all right, um, I'm gonna stick with my original score because I watched this and I'd rated it on Letterboxd and I gave it four, and I'm gonna keep it a four because this movie makes me laugh. It's so weird, but it's got that sweet, sweet romance. I love me some romance and Mm. the sheer amount of penis and balls in this movie is unheard of and will stay, those penis and balls will stay very close to my heart forever. Wow. And I love it. I love it. I love a romance. Helena Bonham Carter is gorgeous. She's just like this little cute girl with her little cheeks. Mm. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis is magnificent. Like who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Yeah. He's amazing. I just never realized how tall he was. There's this. He's so tall. And I don't. Is it like, is he that tall? Or like, does he just look really tall? He's a, he's a, is it, does he wearing high heels? He's a big, lanky gent. Like, I mean, he's oh, a he's, he's a just... big boy. Like that guy. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, no Ryan, idea. for being here with me today. And extra, I'm always here. Extra special thank you yeah. to Miriam uh, for virtually joining us from from Ireland to talk about this very English film. Mm-hmm. In these very English, very balls. English, so so ballsy. Yes. And we should do this again. <laughs> Maybe we'll get you on a, a horror movie next time. Yeah, or just anything that isn't romance, please. <laughs> this is our first. This is our first romance film. 
so yes uh, like a yes. classic romance everything else is like drama thriller i mean to be comedy. fair yeah ro- the romance genre tends to be you know conservative in nature that that's is why, true that is that's true. why i give a nod to james ivory for his daring yeah. brazen approach to this genre because absolutely what a fucking you, trailblazer james. he was absolutely yeah well, okay. Well, I don't remember the name of the pub, but uh, coming to you from the Beehive Pub, which I think is the name of the place that they go to have tea in Either the film. Way. I have been Laura. I'm, I, I've am i been Ryan. And I'm still Thank Miriam. You. Excellent. Uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Thank you again, everybody. And uh, yeah, see you later. Goodbye.